the Gentech podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gentech podcast season two, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion from top business owners. Today we have on Nicole Carver, CEO of Carver Concierge. So I'm super excited to talk to her today. And Nicole, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Well, thanks for having me for a guest. I'm glad to be here. Of course. So I'm super excited to you know get into everything you do. But first, I want to talk a little bit about your background. So you said you were from New England. So how did you make your way to Tampa? Oh, long roundabout way. Mm-hmm. I'm a military spouse. So years of growing up, living and working in Vermont, um, married my husband, and he was in the Army. So the Army took us to Germany, and we were stationed there for five years. It was a fabulous experience. And then they said, you're going to Florida. So here we are. Um, He was going to retire three years after we got here, stayed in a whole lot longer. So we've been here 11 years now. So you're used to moving and you know, you've been moving for a while. A few times. And first you want to tell our audience about what Carver Concierge is. Sure. Carver Concierge is a personal assistant and lifestyle management service. So we work with busy executives, um, busy professionals in all fields actually, to help them have better quality of life. We take care of the things that are on their to-do list that they don't have the time, the need, or the desire to do. So we take care of for them. So, you know, your background of moving and having to restart and a lot of like admin, you know, really a lot of planning that goes into that. How did that shape, you know, your interest for this industry and this company? Absolutely. It was a great segue for me. I had worked as an executive assistant, both in corporate and state government, which also means you're juggling a lot of things. You build relationships with the people you work with. And a lot of the tasks that I asked to do would segue over. I'd have somebody who was traveling and hadn't made arrangements for the pet sitter. So what's that look like? Or a busy female executive who needed to make sure the kids were checked in with when they got home from school, after school, things like that. So they sort of, it just transitioned over um, the moves that we've done. Like so many people, you move, you figure out the details of what does and doesn't work and how to make that process better. Um, So it just sort of all, it's all life skills and life experience Mm -hmm. that translate into the services that we offer. And you know, you definitely have to be super organized, but what other skills are really important for being not only a business owner, but a business owner of a luxury management company? I think communication is one of the key skills you have to have in this this business. You have to be able to listen. You have to be able to interpret what the needs really are and know how to communicate individually with each client. Some clients are really want to be really short, really direct, really to the point, and you've got to be able to get the information as quickly and as efficiently to be able to execute the task to get the end result that they're looking for. And others are more conversational and you spend a little bit more time on them and you get to ask more of the details. So, you know, you said you are a military spouse and that requires moving a lot, but you know, what other skills has that background given you to, you know, really be the person you are today and have all these strengths in, you know, moving and, and organizing and all of that? Well, I think again, that a lot of it came from my corporate and executive assistant background that I took with me. When we moved and lived in Germany, I was very blessed to work for, um, to fall under a general spouse who put a lot of effort into creating programs for the other spouses. When you're moving to a new country, it's not as simple as just finding Target and Walmart for everything you need. Um, There's a lot more that goes into it. So um, she welcomed me onto a program. We created a welcoming program for other spouses, which is sustaining still now. They utilize that service. Um, But I think just 
just all of your life skills of being able to tr be transplanted somewhere else and figure out the details when you're by yourself and you don't have a family support system. Um, and that's kind of what we give our clients is we give them that support system that they can rely on. And that's amazing that you're able to, you know, create a program that's still in place today because I agree, like moving to, you know, a different country can be scary. I, for one, studied abroad, so, you know, mm -hmm. at a lower level, but still, there's so many things that you don't even think about. So that's where you come in and, right. you know, help someone have that transition period. So, you know, what did that entail? Like, what, how do you prepare someone for a big move? we do everything for them. So that's how they prepare. Yeah. Typically when we're working with our clients, we do all levels of relocation services, but what our real specialty is is the full white glove service. So our clients can just pack their suitcase and go away and either go to where they're gonna be living or take a really nice vacation. We had some clients over the summer that had summer plans. Um, they left, we managed everything from start to finish, which meant coordinating the moving companies, um, getting rid of everything that needed to be gotten rid of, sorting things out, overseeing the packing, all of that. Um, we worked directly with the realtor on this end to make sure that the home was clear of everything from the homeowners, transported cars for them, um, even arranged for their flights when they left town. Wow. And then on the other end, um, we were on site when the moving trucks rolled in and we worked with some of our partner providers to make sure that everything was unpacked and in place and the groceries were in the refrigerator. So when they came back from their vacation, they rolled in with their suitcases to their new home and were ready to start life as it should be. Yeah, it's things you know that the normal person wouldn't even think about, but that's why they hire you because Absolutely. you're thinking about right. that. Right down to the new garbage cans that needed to be purchased. The things you have to get rid of when you move, they have to be replaced on the other end. We try to make sure all of the details are covered. And again, part of that is working with some of the great partner providers that we have. And do you want to tell us about some of the partner Absolutely, providers? Absolutely, I'd love to. So partner providers for us or anybody that offers a service that direct, indirectly benefits our clients, but we don't have to directly provide. Mm -hmm. So that might be the housekeeper, it might be an organizer, it might be a general contractor. But we have a list of vetted service providers in each location that we work with. So they're people that we know, like, and trust that we'd have in our own homes um, that are licensed and insured and that we have built relationships with. So we work with them on a regular basis. We're a great referral source for them. Um, and part of that relationship we have with them allows us to a lot of times get bumped to the top of the list as their client when our client needs something. So when somebody's waiting five to six weeks for an electrician, hopefully our electrician's gonna get us in first of the week if we need it done. Yeah. So that's a huge benefit for our clients. Definitely, it's so beneficial to have those relationships and you know, how, what advice would you give to help people build those relationships, you know, in an industry like yours? Sure, I think, again, it's it all comes back to communication. It's getting to know people, it's getting to know why people started their own businesses, why they do what they do and how they do it. Um, making sure that they are checking all the blocks that you need to, to be a qualified business really matters. And who would you say, you know, this, this is niche, you know, like not everyone can afford a luxury management 
um, personal assistants. Obviously, everyone would love to have one, but it is niche. And who would you say your target audience is? Right. So there are concierge that fit everybody's needs. So there's always somebody out there if you're looking and you might be surprised it may be more affordable when you t start to look at time to dollar for mm -hmm. what, what you make and how much time tasks take you. But our target audience is typically, we work really well with C-suite level executives, um, busy entrepreneurs that are really rocking it, m pushing right through the, the ceiling and building really sustainable businesses and need more time in their lives to athletes and otherwise, just people that just don't have the time to get everything done, but have a big list like the rest of us. Definitely. Yeah. And um, like you said, you were in the corporate world, so Was. you do have that experience and, and you can really relate to mm -hmm. you know these C-suite executives and and how much they have on their plate. So how do you you know market your company and, and put your, what you do in front of their eyes. Absolutely, so we're a boutique agency. Mm -hmm. We are not here to serve the masses. We really enjoy working with a smaller number of clients and being able to provide them extended services. So yes. that's ideal for us. And for marketing, we are on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you can find us there. Um, but most of our clientele comes through word of mouth referrals or they find us on the website because it's what they're looking for. And you know, with also this company, trust comes with it like you said trust. these relationships um, that you have you know you'd want you trust them in your own home and I Absolutely. think that's super important so trust has a really big role in your company and how do you ensure your customers that you know the relationships that you have and you know you guys are really going to take care of these important tasks for them absolutely it's a core piece of what we do um, trust and integrity it all comes hand in hand with working with us so all of my team members are hand selected. They are also all background checked. So we've done that. We have a confidentiality clause and an NDA that everybody signs. So they know that we're not gonna be sharing our client's information. We never name drop, although I say we hope they do. <laughs> uh, we don't wanna be everybody's best yeah. kept secret, but um, that's how we work with our clients. And they work specifically with one concierge. Well, we have a full team. Um, each client is assigned an individual concierge. So that is where that relationship comes from you're mm -hmm. dealing with the same person you're having that conversation every week they're getting to know what you like and how you like it we want to be from the start in lockstep with our client and then be a step ahead is is the main goal to know in advance what you like how you like it you're taking a flight do you need car service what's the next question we're going to be ready to ask before you have to give us the the information or let the ball drop because something didn't happen um, but with that said even though you're working with one main concierge, again, you have access to our whole team. So if that concierge is sick or takes a vacation, your service just continues with us. Um, we also use a lot of our team members for when we do relocations, we, it's pretty much all hands on deck mm -hmm. or there are some services that we cover for each other. So it works out. And like you said, it's really, you know, one step ahead. You always have to be one step ahead in this industry because you have to take these tasks and take care of these tasks before they happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. And, and what skills do you know you possess and you make sure your team possesses to make sure that you are handling your clients and ensuring that um, 
you're gonna take care of them. Absolutely, we have internal systems in place. Um, we use a proprietary software. So our team logs all of our time into that software. So the client can at any time log in and see what's been done. We're 100% transparent with what we do at all the times. But I think um, we coach and we train and we talk a lot amongst our team so that we're always sharing experiences that we're having. So I may not have done everything, but somebody on our team probably has at one point or another. So by keeping that communication, again, back to communication, open between all of our team members, both our Nashville team and our Tampa team, allows us to share a lot of the experiences and how we're doing things and how we're communicating with our clients or how we're communicating with our partner providers. Um, it just carries across across the board um, and being open and honest and not being afraid to ask, ask a question so that you get it right the first time. Mm -hmm. So Carver Concierge started in Tampa how long ago? 11 years ago this year. When did you have that second location in Nashville? Launched two years ago in Nashville. We're scheduled to launch in um, Mother's Day of 2020. And of course, just like the rest of the world, that didn't happen. So it was a slower startup. We were able to still start sharing with people what we were doing, but it's really been just about a year that we've really been able to be fully active in the Nashville market. We picked up some clients. There's a huge transition piece between the Tampa market and Nashville. Yes. When I fly back and forth, it's almost like being on a commuter flight or people will say, I know somebody you need to know. Um, it's just been a great place to um, launch our services, build a team, and we're really growing very quickly up there. And congratulations, opening up a second location, obviously, you know, signals success and you guys are doing amazing. What are the, you know, struggles of opening up that second location and having to oversee somewhere where, you know, you can't be all the time. Mm. You'll want to be in two places at once, but it's not possible. So what advice would you have and sure. what struggles do you go through with that? Yeah, it has been a, a bit of a challenge only because I was able to and am able to be so hands-on and interactive here in the Tampa market. And I try to get to Nashville every other month or every month when my husband's work schedule allows, we flex back and forth. Um, but it's been being able, the biggest challenges have been really able being able to connect with the right people mm -hmm. that are the right fit for us. Um, and knowing that I can trust them means that my clients can trust them. Definitely. And it's just so amazing, like seeing that growth and, you know, that growth takes time. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, when you opened Carver Concierge, how did you first, you know, get your first clients. What, how did you get in front of their face and, you know, allow the Tampa community to know about your services? Sure. Um, it was, it was a interesting transition because originally when I started this, it was going to be just something I was going to do. I needed to take the skill sets that I had and transfer them into a job that worked around our family's needs. Mm -hmm. My husband's still being active duty military. He traveled a lot. I had two children still in school and no family nearby to pick up the slack or be able to do the other things that were needed. So it, it was me. So how could I create something that was really flexible and still make myself happy at the end of the day, mm -hmm. being able to work. So as I started offering these services, it grew uh, organically. People were talking about it. I was introduced to other people who make connections for me. And I realized there was a bigger need than what I could just provide. Mm -hmm. And that's how I brought on my first 
um, team member. And we've grown that way ever since. My team members are, I always call it the bench approach, which is something I learned from one of the business coaches I worked with. What does that mean? It means I have somebody who's trained and ready to go, but they might not actively be having their own clients right now. Mm -hmm. But as we get the next opportunity and somebody comes in, we're ready to fill that need. So we're not overstaffed. Um, we don't have a lot of people that are waiting for work. Um, that's just, it's worked extremely well. And our client base has really come through word of mouth referrals, making connections, networking in the Tampa area, just letting people know what services we provide so that when somebody says, I'm swamped and I can't get everything done, mm -hmm. they know who to say can help them out. Exactly. Yeah. How do you really encourage those referrals within your client base? Sure, we're always talking to clients and other people and telling them how we are a referral-based business. Mm -hmm. That when we work with a client, we pick them as carefully as they pick us. Because it is, we are a small agency and it is so relationship. It is very much based on trust. And you have to be able to have good rapport with that client. And so not every client's a right fit for us and not we're not a right fit for every client. And that's good to know, Absolutely. you know, you have to have your target audience that you know you can help and benefit mm -hmm. and grow with them. Absolutely. Which is important. It is. So when you're helping these clients move to a different state, so let's say I wanted to move to Colorado, how do you ensure without having people actually in Colorado that, you know, you can help them do that? Absolutely. Well, there are concierge everywhere. We are a worldwide organization. So I have a lot of connections via that way. Um, I created a collaborative for myself, which was pulling con other concierge that I know serve the same market. Um, the same type of clients and serve them well and then we vetted them and we worked together so that we can provide services for our clients when they travel. Um, again, it's just reaching out and really doing the due diligence um, for wherever somebody's going. It's a lot of homework, really. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of vetting and testing and, and really checking people out to know whether we want to work with them. Because just because somebody, it's, it's no different than the electrician or the plumber. Just because everybody has the title doesn't mean that they do it well or do it well enough to serve our clientele. Yeah, and you know, this to me, it doesn't seem like a nine to five job. It seems like 24 hours. So is that what it's like? Um, yes and no. We are a Monday through Friday, eight to five service. We strive really hard to be able to take everything off our client's plate and off their list during their work hours. So that when they come home at the end of the day, they know things have been taken care of. They can enjoy their weekends. They can enjoy their vacation time. So we pretty much fall into that regular Monday through Friday, eight to five, as far as providing services for our clients. Yeah. Occasionally something happens. Um, we don't typically say no if there's an after hours emergency request. That's what we're there for, mm -hmm. um, but we don't encourage it either. It's really important for my team to have downtime and most of them have families too, so they're juggling that. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. Like you said, you had two children still in school during the time of mm. starting um, Carver Concierge. So being a mother, being a female business owner, what have what are some lessons that you've learned or skill sets that you've amplified and you know grown to really um, create time for yourself and stay organized. Well, that was a struggle in the beginning. My family will be the first to tell you I didn't manage it well. Um, I think I quit working 60 hours a week for somebody else to work 120 hours a week for myself. Mm -hmm. That's part of being a business owner. All the things you have to learn, all the hats you wear until you can eventually grow your team. So that came over time. Um, I took, I walked away from a lot of dinner tables and events that I should have been present at initially. That's, you know, that's the truth about building a business that you give up a lot of your 
personal time until you can gain it back. And I'm finally at that space. But what it did allow me was the flexibility to be able to drive my children to school in the morning, tap out of work to be able to pick them up or go to an event in the middle of the day and create my own schedule around it. But with that, it also meant I needed to learn some really strong boundaries and time management skills in order to be able to block out when I was needed to work for a client. And we call it, you, sometimes you just have to put your butt in the seat and get the work done in order to have the flexibility and the freedom later on. So it's really being focused. And with being a mother, you know, there is a lot of responsibility, like you said, and it's so great that as a business owner, you are able to, you know, create your own schedule, even if that means more hours. And you talked about wearing those many hats. What advice would you have to business owners that feel overwhelmed by the amount of hats they're wearing and the amount of responsibilities that they have? I think one thing I always tell people is don't wait too long to hire your first assistant. It's a, it is one of the most valuable things, whether it's a personal assistant like what we provide or an administrative assistant in your own business. People wait too long. They think that they have to have all their processes and all their systems and all their procedures in place before they can hire somebody to come in and be of assistance to them. And you don't have to. You can start with as few as two to four hours a week to have somebody come in and help you. And you can start by brain dumping those processes and procedures to somebody else. Use them as onboarding and a training process and with that input from somebody else who's now learning them they get better faster but I think that's the biggest piece of advice I see people just struggle for too long before they're they feel that they're ready to make that next step I to agree. ask for help and it's an investment that's worth it, it because is. you know you are maybe we call it outsourcing these Absolutely. things to other people, but you're able to focus on what you do best, which is important. It is, absolutely. So why do people need your services? I think now, and I think COVID taught us this, if nothing else, everybody thought COVID was gonna be that reset. We were gonna slow down. We were gonna have so much more time in our life. And the reality was people moved into their homes, but we're now working more hours than ever because technology doesn't shut off at five o'clock. Mm -hmm. People still text you, they still email you, they still call you. As long as they're carrying a device that allows them to, they will. Um, and they were looking around their own homes and looking at their lives to see what they really wanted more of or didn't want to deal with. Home projects ramped up for everybody during COVID, but not everybody had the bandwidth to actually take them on themselves. And that's where we were able to step in. They were working from home, but we were able to still assist with everything else that happened. And I think that's, that's the biggest piece of what we allow our clients is they get back some of their life and some of that free time. That is such a great point, you know, during COVID. You're right, people thought like, I have all this time, but they're taking on more projects and you think working from home sometimes is that better option, but you're right, those boundaries aren't set. Like right. when you're going into the office and you leave the office and you're done, you're working from home, it's a constant reminder mm -hmm. and you know, it feels like you have even less time and even less organized because you're just mixing work with family life mm -hmm. and it can be crazy. And what do you think the importance is of avoiding burnout? Mm, avoiding burnout, the importance, super important. Um, I think you have to really set strong boundaries and decide what really matters. Um, does, does showing up at your child's soccer game matter more than whether you have all the snacks and everything looks perfect and you run late and don't get there? Can you delegate more to have more free time to really enjoy your life? It's, we all want to 
feel good about what we do every day, whether it's how we showed up for our family, how we showed up for our friends, where we had time to take care of ourselves. And you have to stop just jamming things into the calendar and saying yes to everything. So it's really having boundaries and putting yourself and the most important things at the top of the list. And how does it feel to change these people's lives? Like you really are, you know, you have 24 hours in the day, but if you have, you know, one, two people working for you, it's doubling, tripling the hours you have in the day. So how does it feel to really like elevate and bring so much more time to uh, these, your clients' lives? Oh, it's a great feeling. Um, at the end of the day, that's what drives us and that's what drives my team. It's like what we do and how we know we make a difference is really what gives us the joy in what we do. And that's why we, I think my team does it so well because we all take huge satisfaction in knowing that we have made a difference. We've made things easier, whether it was just running some basic, what look like basic errands and getting rid of the stack of Amazon packages that are piled up near the door or the car got serviced or the doctor's appointments that keep getting shoved down the list that don't ever get made for somebody got taken off the, off the calendar, off their to-do list and put on their calendar rather. Um, I know what that feels like personally. Mm -hmm. So you know how that feels to somebody else when it when you're not looking at this forever list that you just don't get to. And it's great that your company is able to really help that. Is. So what are some of the services that you do? Sure, so beyond relocation services that we talked about, we do have a college mom away from home service. So we help college students with, well, we help families with their college students, I guess is the best way to put it. We can purchase things, deliver things, pack out the dorm room, dorm room at the end of the year and get it stored up. So nobody has to fly in just to take care of that or things don't get tossed out curbside, they have to be bought again next year. But the real core piece of what we do is the, the personal assistance and lifestyle management. So that's some of the things we just talked about, tapped on, um, whether it's the Amazon packages, the dry cleaning, scheduling appointments, making sure um, travel arrangements get made, the holidays are coming, we do a lot of handwritten cards. Um, we just really take care of the everyday running list of things that our clients have. That's first and foremost about what we really provide for them. What was your goal when first starting this company? And you know, where do you see it going? Mm. Originally, like we said, my goal was to, to have a job, <laughs> to do something that filled my bucket every day and be flexible with my, um, for my family. But I think where we've grown to is, is seeing the piece of the service that we provide, how it genuinely makes an impact on our clients' um, professional lives and personal lives. When we can clear that plate and the list that they have to do, it frees them up to excel at work excel personally, to travel, spend more time with family. And that is a push to see us grow. So I'm in the Tampa market right now, we're in Nashville. Um, we're stretching our wings into the Sarasota market and who knows where else I get asked quite often if I'd like to be in another city. So time will tell. And exciting to see you guys grow. And just to wrap up this podcast, I do wanna ask, what's the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learned from the podcast today? Just that there is help out there and you don't have to do everything. Um, you should focus on what you do really well and then take some time to enjoy the rest of your life and let somebody else pick up the other tasks. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Absolutely. You can find us on our website at www.carverconcierge.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn under Carver Concierge. And you can find us at, at Gentech Marketing on all social media platforms. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.